0: It's time to take a deep breath, a little deeper, and settle in with your host, Genesee, starting right now on the Wellness Hour on Karma Radio. Friday. You are listening to the Wellness Hour on Karma Radio. Before I get into the grind of, oh my goodness, the last two weeks, I want to just uh, remind everybody that the Suffield League Music Festival is going on this Friday, which is today, 5 to 11.30 p.m., and then Saturday from noon to 11:30, and i hear there's going to be a cool car show i think tomorrow morning as well so for all of you looking for something to do this weekend since it's going to be such a great weekend and i think a lot of people are going back to school starting next week in our area in this neck of the woods so something fun to do, and uh, our station manager has a big hand in putting that together. So supporting him in Karma Radio, and I think we're going to be represented there too as well. So go meet some of the uh, the hosts of the different radio shows, and um, and just have a good old time. So welcome, like I always say, I hope you have your coffee in hand and, uh, <laughs> and are ready. To take a, a fun spiral dive with me. There's been so many things going on. So, uh, we're, we're sometimes we, we talk about things on a bigger scale. I want to recap some of the things that I've been doing for the last two weeks, because it's just been mind-blowing, and uh, and I want to share, because there's always, uh, there's always education and truth that comes out when we share our story with others, so hopefully this resonates with you, and hopefully we tap into some of the fun questions and things that have been happening in your world, um, so of... Um, as always I have my phone next to me and I did post a a live Facebook to get some people to send responses to a question I had posted earlier uh, something that I had experienced yesterday so you can find that on Facebook under Genesee Roy I believe is my facebook uh tag there j-e-n-e-s-s-e-e-r-o-y and you can look at that and then send me some responses still i'm uh i'm eagerly eagerly awaiting those responses i've gotten a few and so i'm excited to talk about that a little deeper in the show so take a deep breath nice deep inhale through the nose and exhale out through an open mouth let's get connected and start this beautiful wellness hour here on Karma Radio. So I have been gone the last two weeks. I was invited to Mount Shasta, which is right there at the tip of California, right at the bottom of Oregon. And if you're following the news at all, uh, you know that that whole area is on fire right now. It is uh, it was on fire when I arrived two weeks ago. It is still on fire. It is pretty unbelievable um, how intense it is out there. Uh, I was invited to the Promise Revealed um, conference and um, and spoke for two hours there on basically the last five years of my life and, and what you would consider or label the ascension process that everybody's going through and um and having what we call ascension symptoms with right now and uh and just so many people's lives are shifting changing uh this is always the mo of any human we're always going through shifts and changes but uh sometimes those shifts and changes are a lot more intense than other times and we just happen to be right in the middle of one of those very intense spots in in the timeline of humanity and so uh that's what i had gone out there and been asked to speak to this um this last uh it was probably 10 to 12 days ago now and um it was a beautiful conference lots of very uh, motivational and connected speakers. I was privileged enough to arrive a little bit before my talk at 11 a.m. and then got to stay until 6 p.m. and listen to Omnek Omnek, who was just a phenomenal uh, heart-centered blessing to uh, to hear and, and to speak her truth. And she just kept things um, in a very in a very mainstream uh, voice, which was very nice to hear, her message broken down about just loving yourself, trusting yourself, and and trusting that everything that's shifting in your life right now is is meant to be shifting and meant to be experienced, and so to trust in that. And while you're trusting and loving in yourself, trust and love in your neighbor and. And through trust and love, we can really just shift all of this, what we would call density, right? The ring of fire that is literally engulfing the West Coast right now. Um, So we were there. We flew in. um, I personally flew in two weeks ago, again, the Thursday before the conference and my speaking engagement on Saturday. And I flew into Portland, Oregon to meet up with my family. Who lives out there and then we started the six-hour drive down to the northern tip of California and um, and we were getting warnings all along the way we were actually not sure if we were going to be allowed to drive down because we had to pass through uh, not only Portland where we started but then down past Grants past Oregon, Medford, Oregon, Ashland, all these places, and there were uncontrollable wildfires going on just about everywhere, and then the Redding Fire, which was the most predominant when we first flew out, which was right below Shasta, so we had fires uh, when we were in Shasta, north of us and south of us, and, um, and there were days when we were being poured on with ash, and they had evacuated different areas. We had different events canceled and evacuations, um, happening all around us. So it was a really interesting being somebody who's very into, um, the, the bigger perspective and what's going on. It was just very interesting that, um, that all of this was happening and there was such consciousness also being explored within that beautiful little um, space of Shasta and uh, the even more interesting if we can say anything was more interesting than, than the entire experience um, component was the entire weekend that that conference was going on, Shasta was the only place all around that was held in clear clear air quality everywhere north south east west of us was in like the red zone of air quality um, and and the potential of fire fire um, evacuations and the weekend of the shasta conference we were the most clear area um, and that had shifted right before it was poor air quality and then right after it was raining ash down on that city so uh, put put that whole neck of the world in your prayers and in your heart because lots of people are being affected evacuated it's a terrifying thing to not know and have no foundation um, and to be threatened in your foundation which here is your home your land um, those things that make you feel trusted and secure in, in waking up and living your human life and so just put all of those people in your hopes and prayers in our in our hotel we we were rooming next to, um, to helicopter pilots that had been called in from the northern part of Oregon. And by the time we were leaving, um, we had, uh, oh goodness. Um, I mean, there were trucks from Minnesota, there were, uh, the national guard had come in. And so it, it was, it was interesting to say the least. It was scary. It was threatening. And so, um, you know, here in Ohio, uh, we're lucky enough to have enough uh, water and rainfall and snow and wetness in our climate out here. That that is not a, a big threat that we have to deal with. And so, um, California having earthquakes and fires, and uh, also that whole West Coast, it's just a very terrifying situation when you go through extreme periods of drought and no rain, um, and then the winds. Oh my goodness. Uh, the winds that happened, and it was just shifting the fire up and down the mountain. So, um, sending love and light and, and prayers to all of those people, all of those people affected. I think the Reading fire is still only 30% contained, and it it completely expands over and overnight um each night and this has again been going on for the past two to three weeks so um anyway so now that we're all sending love and light and our heart-centered energy out that way to all those people oh and not to mention all of the other things that are happening all over the world earthquakes and um and flooding and rains and oh my goodness it's just uh mother nature she is she is showing us where the shifts are happening right um so we say microcosm and macrocosm so uh when people ooh, let's not say it that way when when we sometimes need a crisis moment to trigger our lives to take a look more fully at what we're creating and co-creating and how much we have not only um engaged with our own life but also engaged with the Um, bigger scale of life sometimes these things will um, will start to shift on a a total world kind of level just to show us where um, where things are shifting and so um, so again let's just try and trust and and believe that everything's happening for a reason everywhere it's happening and and all we can do is trust in that and send our love towards those people who are having to experience these crisis moments to really um maybe shift shift some of the programs and things happening in those parts of the in the world so um, with light and love. Anyways, moving moving to the next part. So the Shasta conference was fantastic. Again, um, had had the pleasure of being able to be a part of a really beautiful collective of people um, from the speakers to the guests who came. It was just a really beautiful time. And um, and again, I got to speak to this kind of ascension. Uh, path, this ascension process, and ascension to me is the ability to see clearly where you're standing on the mountain. To me, this world, we're always in the energy of ascension as you get higher and higher on that mountain of life um ascension seems to move quicker and quicker yet to me it it kind of moves at the same speed and pace for everybody it's just when you start to look for the signs and synchronicities they tend to present themselves more clearly to you and so um the clarity of of standing on the top of the mountain and seeing what's happening to everything um and I'm going to say beneath you, but not in a, in a bad way, but just being able to see the clarity of how everything's kind of shifting around you um, really m- makes life that much more interesting to wake up and live each day. And so the main concept of the talk that I was giving was about, uh, about the different stages and kind of what, what Buddha called the initiations that we move through in life. And so to me, that, again, is kind of the path of walking up that mountain. As we move through each of these initiations, we prove to ourself it's nothing ever outside of ourself that is initiating us or testing us. It's really just the consciousness and what we're willing to open ourselves, expand ourselves to that allows us to move through these initiations. They say Buddha was initiate five. He made that, that fifth level initiation when he was living as a human here on earth. And so you can assume when a seven level initiation uh, sequence <laughs> how elevated most of us are on that mountain. Um, anyways, so it was just a really fun uh, um Lecture or workshop that I I gave fun for me anyways because it was walking walking the audience through the different stages and experiences that I had had moving through what I understand the initiations to be and um, and then taking that 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 gained. Um, wisdom of my own experience and being able to apply it in almost a mathematical way to help others see how they're already moving through and connecting to all of these kind of initiate levels um, through the physical body, the emotional body, the mental body, um, which which basically uh, clears you to the third initiation level. And then once you do that, you kind of tap into who you have always been through all space, all time, the total we call this the causal body or the oversoul, the totality of your soul incarnations, not only here on earth, but throughout the cosmos and, and who you've always been and what you're carrying with you. If you think of it like a boomerang, is like how, how I like to explain it. If you pull that boomerang back through time, through space, and you're that, that marble that's in the boomerang getting ready to launch. So as you pull that boomerang all the way back as far as you can and then you launch that marble, um, that entire trajectory through all space, all time is you, you're the marble. And so every, every, every millimeter on that, on that trajectory that it moves is a different incarnation that you've had or a different experience that you've had. And so, when you can kind of gain the wisdom of all of those experiences and live that consciously in this one moment, that becomes that next level, that fourth initiate level. And so, it's a really, it was a really fun talk and really quick because I only had two hours to kind of condense five years of my my past life experience, but. Um, I I don't know I talked fast But it seemed like people were getting it And I got a lot of people to come up afterwards So you can find that on uh, YouTube it's posted on any of the Channels if you download my App which is free the Chakra Deck app um, You can find that under the Learn button on that app It'll tell you Solutionary TV Karma Radio you've got all these Meditations workshops classes You can go in there and find Um, you can go in there and and find uh, any of this content and rewatch it or engage in anything that's interesting to you. So after Shasta, so I had bookended my trip with um, two pretty intense experiences. So Uh, the very beginning again i was gone for almost two weeks so the very beginning i flew into portland went down to mount shasta and uh, did that conference and at the very end of my trip which was just this past tuesday i was um in hollywood california and um with my book publisher and had done a um in the i was so so impressed so uh validated on my journey i was um on floor seven of the CNN building in Hollywood, it's a big studio uh, studio house there, and so floor three is where CNN is taping constantly and has their live feed from, and then um, on floor seven was uh, So Dope Productions, and uh, my my publisher had um, had gotten me into this production house to tape a master class, and very interesting um i was so focused around creating the content for the shasta conference um and put so much and i'm going to say put so much energy but really only started doing that about two days prior to the flight um and i guess we can talk about that more fully so for me what i what i do when i'm asked to do a speaking engagement or um anything really that's in this vein of of, um, consciousness, um, I will, I was asked to do this back in January and, um, and probably once a month I, I'd, I'd kind of, um, stretch my mental field into, into this Shasta conference that was here end of July, beginning of August. And so back in January, I'd kind of reach my mind, my mental framework over to August and see if I could think into what was needed for this two-hour talk and so every month I'd kind of tap into what was upcoming for this conference and feel into it to see if there was any kind of resonance with what workshop or what I needed to create for the event and every time I would tap in I'd get some some um, downloaded information, or I'd feel into the energy that wanted to be put into the presentation, and it, I'd feel into it, and it'd feel kind of connected, but it wouldn't feel connected enough to start working on the PowerPoint, and so I did this every month, and every time I tapped in, I'd get a little bit of a, a feel for what information wanted to be put into that PowerPoint, but it was, never, it was never the correct information, and I could feel that. I could feel that, well, this could be fun to play with but it's not exactly it and so here being somebody who wants to have a successful presentation and knows that I'm going to get the yes this is what needs to be presented in August at some point I waited and I kept waiting in every month It just didn't feel right it didn't feel connected enough for the energy that needed to to be expressed during this conference and so finally two days prior I tap in and get a full download of how this um, presentation needs to flow so 48 hours prior to flying out to Mount Shasta I was putting together a slide by slide PowerPoint there were probably 20 20 pictures on the slide and um, and when I do PowerPoint, I basically just put a word on a slide so I know you know where my train of consciousness needs to needs to go and keeps me kind of in line but there's no real words that I'm reading or information or content. So I just put these slides together right before and um, and had and had an interesting just had an interesting, um, experience, you know, 48 hours out, finally getting all of this information through. And so at that point, I'm really starting to resonate with the information that needs to be spoken to these uh, conference attendees. And, and so it started building me up energetically, meaning I started getting that good nervous energy that any presenter or you know musician or anybody who's gonna go on stage, I started tapping into the collective group mind of who was gonna be showing up and what they needed to hear at that time. So when you do that, you start really um, holding a lot of other energy that's not your own. And when you do that, uh, for me anyways, I, I started Vibrating, or what we would call almost this exciting, nervous, but um, it, you know, just that that good. Anybody who has to present, it's that really good. I'm holding space, hoping that everything aligns how it needs to, and but being somebody who basically goes up um, on stage without a very fluid plan, just kind of an outline or a structure, um, I get a little bit more nervous because I don't, I don't know. Um, I, do, I don't have it all written out I haven't practiced a speech I haven't I haven't tried to organize my thoughts too much more beyond the one-line titles that I' placed in so I was holding a lot of intention to make sure that, that that workshop was spoken perfectly for this conference and I hadn't put any energy or attention into the Hollywood uh, master class that I was gonna have to have to have recorded. Um, studio recorded in LA, so it was really an interesting dynamic. It was very almost imbalanced. I put 100 of my of my holding space energy into the Shasta conference, and then had absolutely no connection, no attachment, no worry, no 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 good nervous energy around the Hollywood the hollywood production house and um so then at the very end of the trip when i went into my sister my beautiful sister was driving me from san diego to la and um and and she starts getting asking questions and i actually think i started the conversation i said i'm a little i'm starting to get a little nervous for this uh for this like big Hollywood production that I'm supposed to put on and, and be taped recording because I haven't really planned anything and I was supposed to tape 8 to 10 short vignette kind of master class sessions and, and different episodes, right? 8 to 10 different episodes that were between 15 to 25 minutes long. Um, and so I started telling her this, I'm like, I'm a little, I'm starting to get a little nervous. I have not even thought into this one moment, one breath, one, you know, one heartbeat. I haven't given anything to this, what I'm supposed to be doing. And we're now like two hours out from Hollywood. And, um, and my sister is a complete empath and so sensitive. And she almost starts to throw up for me. She goes, Genesee, I'm feeling into this. And she's like, just channeling this nervous energy she's like i couldn't even do it i couldn't even stand up i don't even know how you're gonna get up there and and basically talk to a camera with your producer and 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 publisher sitting in the room she goes i don't even know how you're gonna do it so watching her face almost throw up makes me almost want to start to throw up (laughs) like the energy that what was that movie? Stand by me on the wheel, the wheel go round thing that uh, spins, and one person starts to lose it, and then everybody does. That was like our car ride. I'm watching her face as she's like holding back the nerves for me, and so it was really interesting because um, the master class I was teaching was on the spa industry and how to bring the spa lifestyle home. And so it was very unique and very interesting because this has been, you know, the last like is what almost 18 years of my life that I've done spa and wellness. And so that's why I felt I didn't have to really plan much because this has been my nine to five career for the last uh, 18 years of my life. And um, and so my my publisher, my book publisher, said, you know, you can you can weave the esoteric into this, but you're the you're right now known as a master at spa, and that's what they want to hear you speak to. Um, so he said, you know, you can take one class and weave weave chakras into it. And so being the um, top of the mountain person I am, I said, I can do one better. And so my whole goal for this whole uh, nine class or nine episode master master class was to basically teach people how and why um, when you go to a spa and you get a massage and you're in that ambiance of the spa setting and and everything's aligned just so perfectly, and you get that massage or that facial or that body scrub, how whenever somebody checks out at the front desk, they typically, 9 out of 10 people, will look at the front desk attendant and say, well, now I have to go back into the real world and that to me was always the funniest statement it's like why can somebody have one experience in the spa and feel so aligned so connected like they can be superman and take on anything that the world's throwing at them and then feel like in the next minute when they step outside of those spa doors that they lose it all and they're going back into the chaos and the stress and the and the pressures of life, and so it was really interesting over my past 18 years seeing this happen over and over and over with the clients that would walk in through our doors. And so um, that was my whole concept: like, let's teach people how to bring this spa experience full circle. And you, sh- in this, we teach this in es- esoterics. We teach this, um, and we call it straddling timelines. So I'm going to get a bit deep here with you, but. Basically, when you have one foot on one timeline and another foot on another timeline, and to me, let's just break this down to what I just explained. When you've got one foot experiencing a spa, um, a, a spa energy, and then and having such a beautiful connected experience, and then you've got another foot that is experiencing life as density or stress or chaos or however you want to label it right and you see those two worlds as two different you can be one person when you're at the spawn you can be a totally different person when you're engaged in kind of that monotonous life um, or that hamster wheel of life how do we how do we not straddle two timelines so in esoterics we call this straddling timelines because what happens is when you fracture yourself and you start to say i can be one person at home i can be one person when i'm at the spa i can be a different person with I'm when i'm with my friends and i can be a different even different person when i'm at work that means you're fracturing you're basically splitting your energy your authenticity into multiple facets of a human experience and you're playing roles you're taking on archetypes to basically either be somebody that somebody outside of you is expecting you to be or you're basically dimming your light because who you are in that situation is too much right so let's take the work example for a minute when you go to work maybe you are the goofy like goofball jokester you love having fun you love making sure people are always laughing and you're just kind of tactless but in a really fun really connected way you're like that life of the party person and maybe you're a lawyer right and you because you're a lawyer you have to take on a role take on an archetype of what the quote unquote lawyer role should look like and so when you step into the office you're suited up when you put on the suit it becomes this blueprint of I have to tone myself down I can't be my funny authentic self and so I have to be one version of myself at work and now take that to your home life maybe you have young kids and so you know that that tactless, funny jokester whatever personality has to be reined in the light gets dimmed again and you have to make sure you're not saying inappropriate things and so you're again you're fra- you're fracturing yourself into this n- another archetypal energy and then let's say with your friends you are because you don't get to be your authentic self and your friends from college you guys still hang out on the weekends or whatever it is is and so you are all like way overzealous in trying to get everybody to laugh and joke and when you leave that you're so drained of the energy because you've just given all of that stuff that you've bottled up in these other facets of your life and you've just given it all outside of yourself to these friends because that's the one place you really feel like you can express it but you like overdo it right and so that's kind of (laughs) back to spa spa and kind of living these two timelines this is what we end up doing so often we end up taking on roles playing roles playing these kind of archetypal um expectations that either society puts on us or we put on ourselves and tell ourselves we can't be this one person through all of these different facets of my life experience and so um in this master class i was i was using that spa I was using spa language because I think you know it's it's I forget what the percentage is now back in like 2012 I think I'm not even going to say a percentage I don't know but there's not a lot you know there's still in a national scale um, maybe only like 30 percent of people have stepped foot into a um, into a spa and so it's, it's a small market that we're talking to, but I think nowadays it's, it's one that's a lot more recognized than it was back in even 2010, 2012. Um, so people know what a massage is, whether they've had it or not. Um, but I was really speaking to these people who have experienced that energy of stepping into a place and having a complete shift. And transition in what it can feel like to be completely stress-free, what it can feel like to be completely attended to on every level of your awareness, to feel like the environment is so supportive that you can just be you and not have to play a role, take on an archetype you know be this kind of belief system or this this pattern that you've you've created for yourself and you can really just sink into being who you are and then in that you you disrobe and get completely vulnerable and then allow somebody to massage you or give you a facial right and somebody you don't even know and so basically what I did was each of the different episodes I talked about how you know through chakra theory so episode one was about the root chakra and how basically there's parallels in the spa how creating that peaceful environment basically starts the whole process when you step into a spa you smell the lit candle you know you see how clean the spa atmosphere is it is pristine it is comfy it is meant for you to go in and just absorb yourself and and reconnect with yourself and relax and let go and everything's attended to you get handed you know cucumber waters you know by spa attendants and so Interesting enough that you know you look at now your foundation and what you've created in your environment and do you love going into your environment? Every aspect of it. You know, I know my dad's listening and he's probably going, Yeah, I love going into my environment, right? But he likes going to his outside environment. He's cleaned his he lives on this beautiful lake in Virginia, and he has completely shepherded the land to be just this beautiful energetic vortex spot where the lake is right there he's cleaned and 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 just takes so much care over his land he's got north south east west totems he's got granite veins that run through this land he lives on a on the end of a mica mine so i mean he's got like quartz crystal just everywhere he like empowers his land but now let's take that into your home so inside your home, you know, you yeah, yeah, the land's great. So but when you walk into your home, do you feel supported? Do you feel like you can just go and relax? Do you feel like you can completely let go? And so this is what our foundation is. It's not just one aspect. We're looking at everywhere we've created for ourselves in your office. When you step into your office is that root chakra of your office, this home, this foundation that you've created for yourself is that conducive to you growing and thriving and feeling like you can connect and be yourself every moment every day so anyways, so I this is why I wasn't scared right because I've lived chakra since I was 16 and I've lived the spa for the past 18 years of my life and so I didn't even worry about going to Hollywood and thank God I didn't because that would have just been stress on the front end, stress on the back end so he takes me into the studio, and it, it was the coolest studio. I mean, it if you guys, let's see. It was very, like, um, it was very uh, Led Zeppelin meets Alice in Wonderland meets Lost Surfboards meets, like, cartooning. I don't even know. It's, it's amazing. Um, and so they had, like, the whole wall just... Uh, just like painted with crazy colors and I walked in with a pink skirt and a black shirt and my little top knot which on my head my hair and a top knot which I call my unicorn horn and um, and basically the uh, whole studio is filled with just props I guess the owner of the studio just loves finding the most obscure props they had everything from like a huge like bigger than me oreo cookie to like marilyn monroe to like uh ping pong things and huge like two-story raggedy Ann dolls and just like complete madhouse crazy stuff big old disco ball and so basically you kind of got to pick the props that you wanted to be in the set and they had over like 20 chairs all over the studio and um because they do a lot of um master or interview style um recordings the the Host of the master class, whoever's teaching, which was me in this case, gets to pick their chair and gets to pick some of the props that they're surrounded by. And so the guy looks at me and goes, You need the princess chair, and goes into one of the offices and gets this huge pink velvet couch that's kind of got these winged arms on it. So I sat there in lotus position the whole time, and it was fun. It was just so much fun. There was no stress. It was, again, it was like the last 18 years of my life and just this really fun, creative, I knew we were going to do eight episodes, and each episode was going to go through each of the chakras with a with one intro episode, and so I just kind of gave in to whatever came through, and I have no clue what, what it all sounded like, you know, producers and publishers are very eager to make you feel good about what you're doing, they don't give a lot of criticism, so, <laughs> or at least mine don't. So who knows what came out, but uh, that's um, gonna be on. I guess Movie Baby is what it's called, and it's kind of gonna be one of these like subscription-based, um, like a Netflix-style uh, streaming thing you can put on your TV, I guess, or whatever wherever you use apps and stream content. Um, but it's all it's their concept for Movie Baby is to be completely. Um, no politics no spirituality no um no violence no sexual content just wholesome good content they have i guess the um owner of this has rights to a bunch of old school really cool um shows and so it's i don't know it'll be interesting we'll see we'll see what comes of it but it was a fun experience nonetheless and i got some really cool pictures from it so um then after that uh basically i came back and um a red eye back from la and um came back home and ready to dive right in august 15th school starts here and my partner and i julie gable we have uh, we have girl power um program after school programs that we're we're starting here in aurora as a pilot uh pilot city and then we're gonna um expand uh very quick after that to other other cities and districts, and um, so we're doing all this empowerment programming for young girls from third grade to twelfth grade, and um, and this concept we started putting together a few months ago, and um, and we have so much divine support helping us out with this that um, we've been given pieces of this puzzle as they've been coming through or as we've been ready to bring them through. And this puzzle is turning out to be one of the most miraculous. I'm so connected. Julie is so connected to this this um, process and, and what we're accomplishing for young women. And, um, and everything that we've needed has come through at the right time. So while I was in L.A., um, San Diego, I was introduced to a woman who who started wellness warriors for the military and it's a uh we're using yoga to move through ptsd and trauma and um and i was connected to her and ha- went and had just these most beautiful conversations with her and uh she's such a, a beautiful light and everything she's created and all the red tape she's broken through with the military and bringing these yoga trainings to not only uh the different, uh, hospitals that, 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 um, hospitals and different bases that she's being begged to come on to and, and teach the instructors, the fitness, uh, instructors, as well as, um, the, the soldiers, Marines themselves. And, um, and so anyway, she's just a beautiful light that's done this for the past, I think eight years, five to eight years. And So Connected has had to bring yoga to a very mainstream message, which is what we're having to do with our program, uh, being able to speak to a third grade level and teach emotional, emotional concepts as well as physical concepts without any kind of... Uh, just making it very easy and all about the physical body the emotional body and the mental body and really encouraging these girls to step into the full truth of who they are so anyway so I was introduced to really beautiful people while I was in California Um, also my aunt had just gotten triggered in working and empowering young women and her and I on a spiritual level have been very connected um, throughout our our journeys although we've never gotten to work together, do anything together, uh, we've kind of been climbing the mountain at the same time, and she just got us to, uh, she's on the board of American, oh, something, it's American University Women, and it's women inspiring, uh, young women to go into the math, science, engineering, uh, tech, entrepreneurial, uh, um, studies, right, and so, we now, through that connection, we have um, figured out how to bring more of this kind of purpose work to these young girls through this girl power and em- girl empowerment programming that Julie and I are creating. And so, through all of this, uh, we've made a lot of connections. The puzzle pieces are coming together very clearly to paint a very big picture about what we're trying to do. And and bring to these young girls in these different communities. And so with all that, yesterday I got home, and this all starts for us on August 15th when these girls go back to school. And, uh, and so Julie and I have, of course, gotten together since I got back home, and we've been brainstorming and, and now looking at this program through... We've always been looking at it through big eyes, but we've been looking at it now through even bigger eyes on how we want to expand and and who we want to co-collaborate with to bring uh, physical, emotional, mental clarity to all of these young young women that we're going to be working with and and co-creating with. And so in all that, there's another facet that came through for me that I've been, I had printed out and wanted to wanted to put some of my energy into for this program, and it's this really big uh, oh gosh, how do you even the s- worldwide they, uh, this program is looking for women entrepreneurs and, um, and it's a competition, and it's a bunch of like, minded women you have to fill out a whole application form 20 pages long, and basically submit what you're doing, and um, to basically be selected and they're selecting one woman entrepreneur from each country to come and um, be a part of this worldwide collective that's uh, um, helping to bring not only women entrepreneurs to the forefront of what's going on around the world, but also to teach these women uh, skills within the business realm to help. Uh, and give them the networks to help them be successful in what they're creating. So as soon as I got home, I started putting together all this content. I had traveled with these papers, but never kind of put... I didn't have time to, to focus any energy or attention on it. And so as soon as I got home, this was the number one thing I wanted to do. And uh, in doing this, I spent basically all of yesterday, Thursday, not all of, four hours yesterday... Filling out this paperwork, putting the uh, the big concept ideas down, and um, and starting to really fill in the framework. It's basically like a, a business plan, but you have to do it. Oh gosh, it's crazy. Anyways, um, so it's like rewriting a whole business plan, right? Which anybody who's done that knows how much work and crazy attention has to go into that. And so, in doing this, I have I have been able to see you know how these puzzle pieces have been coming in all along over the past few months to really create this really big picture project and the energy and awareness that I have towards it and that Julie has towards it it's just so in alignment with what our youth our young women are going through it's it's so magical to see that when this um reaches its point of success that we can be um, graduating girls from high school with certification in yoga and also have basically turnkey businesses to take while they're in college that are low time, low effort, uh, low risk, um, high reward uh, businesses that they can run just a few hours a day in basically mentoring the next level of girls in different school systems. And it's just this really beautiful project that there's so much energy behind it and so I was feeling into all of this for the four hours that I was putting this plan together yesterday and then as soon as I laid down to go to bed which was not easy my mind started clicking away and I had this really interesting moment and this is what I talked about on Facebook live today I had this really interesting moment where I had been so expansive and so big the whole day it was as if I was living the dream and seeing the reality of the total picture of this Girl Power Program take shape. And and as soon as I laid down to go to sleep, everything kind of, all of that expansiveness, all of that energy kind of sucked back into my body, and I became very small. And the human part of me, that maybe left brain, that ego brain that likes to keep us locked into patterns and And old paradigms kind of started speaking in my head, and it was like, who are you to even think you can expand this far? Who are you to think that you could apply for this, you know, the one spot for North America, the one woman entrepreneur from America that they'll choose to be a part of this worldwide collective? And my little ego brain, and that's what I'm going to call it here, it started making me feel very small where the whole day I was tapped into the divinity and the purpose and, and the empowerment that we've been co-creating here, Julie and I. And and I, it was so interesting to, let's just do that that um, slingshot reference again it was so interesting to have been shot out into the cosmos and to be able to see and feel into a big part of my life purpose and julie's life purpose in bringing this empowerment program to north america right now and um and it was as if that that boomerang or that slingshot had come flying back and had sucked me into this singularity of feeling like how can I one person really do change be this big and it was so interesting and thank god I have enough awareness and and that I stand high enough on my own mountaintop where I could hear this old paradigm this this little voice inside of me and I knew who it was I knew it was the part if we want to label it as an archetype it was it was the saboteur, right? It was the, the the part of me that was trying to maybe sabotage, or um, or the we could call it also the inner child, right? The voice inside of me that wanted to stay small, that wanted to stay singular, that wanted to be taken care of uh, and not grow beyond. And so I heard this voice from a third-party perspective, and I heard it as this old paradigm inside of me that was scared to think I could be that big. And so it was interesting because it only took me an hour or two to really realize the internal dialogue that was moving through me. Um, And I had reached out to people today on Facebook Live and asked, you know, has this happened to you? If so, tell me how it happened to you because I'm so interested to know how often we are expanded that, that big, right? Where we can see a part of our life's purpose. We can feel into and see clearly that which we're here destined to do and create. And then I, I'm curious, <laughs> I'm curious how often people get put into that expansive space where they're slingshotted out into the universe and can just feel into the expansiveness of what's kind of being downloaded to them or part of what they're creating here as a human on earth and then how often we let an inner voice or or one of these inner archetypes the child the saboteur the victim you know carol mist does a great a great recap on all these um all these inner archetypes that can play out and uh the prostitute and basically take us off of our path or prevent us from expanding beyond what we know and so i got some interesting feedback um and in one person had explained that um, and I want to validate this person You know, they went right into a comparison Saying um, Our mountains are different, right? They said, you know, my mountain doesn't look like your mountain But On my mountain, how this comes through for me Is this awareness that I need to speak my truth And and this person said that they could tap into Feeling Feeling what kind of truth they needed to speak And they could they could feel how speaking this authentic truth out loud to a different person would really help to realign them and they could feel into the energy and feel into how this could be the the big shift that needed to happen between them and this this uh, um, other relationship or other person and how by doing that they could feel into how this would be the one shift that would change the the inner dynamics at play yet The inner voice came in, the pattern, and we're going to call it, what was it for this person? We're going to say it's the saboteur as well um, that came in, this left brain saboteur, old pattern, old paradigm voice that came in and, and basically said, don't do this now because if you speak your truth right now in this moment... Um, it's going to affect everybody outside of us in a negative way. And so although that person was channeling or downloading information that would help realign them more authentically, um, this inner saboteur came in and said, well, we can suffer ourselves. We can swallow our truth because when we do that, we can at least allow everybody outside of us to feel good for another day. And so in that, this person expressed to me that, yes, I have that too. And I'm just so interested because we all experience these things. We're all experiencing the same things, I'll say it that way, but we have it in such different ways. And it's so good to know when we're allowing these archetypes, these old patterns, and I'm just going to keep saying it because I think it's so important, these old paradigms that come up inside of us and take us out of alignment to our path. And I've spoken before in different episodes, I'm going to go to maybe episode 18, I think, 17 or 18, where I did the whole how energy downloads, right, downloads into our crown chakra and then manifests here in this physical existence through our root chakra. And so in that whole process, we get these downloads, these these moments of awareness where we can tell there's something going on outside of us that's looking to change that's looking to basically shift us into a new reality yet in that moment do we accept it do we let the mind go with it and and create this new reality start to bring it more fully into manifestation or do we let one of these inner archetypes come up and 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 basically take that purpose, that alignment away. And it can happen anywhere along the path, you know, that inner archetype can pop up in the mind, which we just talked about where we start thinking into how, how beautiful this shift, this transition could be for us. And then the the vision for me, the vision came up like, whoa, you are expanding way too quickly beyond yourself. Like, who are you to think you, and mine was also a shame thing. It was like, Look at your path. You're not, you know, I think some of the women who have achieved this before, you know, went to Cambridge University and graduated with this and then went on to, you know, they're like lifelong, lifelong uh, students that have not only did Harvard work for them they had to go to like Princeton as well and Yale as well and get all these different facets of of the picture and I'm like whoa I'm just this one little girl from from right now Aurora Ohio how could I even think I could play on a world stage right and so for me and this I saw this and then I started feeling into it and it was like this inner saboteur came up and was trying to take this expansiveness this This old paradigm or this new paradigm I'm supposed to step into away from me. And so basically the mind, right? It can happen in the mind. It can help happen with the self-talk. So the voice, the throat chakra is basically our think about the boss of your if we're going to put in context here, um, I call the throat chakra the boss because the boss will interview the mind. So whatever the mind can construct, whatever the mind can think up, whatever, however big the mind can think the inner voice the boss will interview the mind and basically interview it to death (laughs) and say are you really willing to allow this to be your new your next step are do you really think you're good enough right all this inner chatter that the think of it it's the boss interviewing the employee of the mind because the the that new hire that's got all these great new ideas is the mind, right? And that's our right brain more so. Um, and so as these new ideas come in and we're starting to engage with them, the the inner boss, the throat chakra, goes: Are you? Do you really think you can do that? Do you really think you're good enough for that? Do you really want to change your life? Do you really think you're that big? You know, and it's this whole inner interview process that happens. And so you know, what archetype might flail up there to have you trapped? in your crisis moment, instead of, or in your crisis moment, in that old paradigm, instead of moving forward into the divine potential of what you can be. And then it just happens everywhere else, right? Heart chakra. Um, when we feel into it, do we start to like, protect ourselves or are we gonna be vulnerable and expansive? Are we gonna keep that expansiveness? Something outside of ourselves, something outside of what we've done before. And this is all where we start to actually feel into what's happening. And then in the solar plexus chakra, this is where we start to actually see the reflection of ourself in this new reality and see how it's gonna drastically change our lives. And then do we want that kind of drastic change in our lives? Can we self-identify with that? And um, and who comes up here is usually the prostitute, right? Um, that that take that will sacrifice itself for. for- Or something bigger than itself. And then uh solar plexus chakra, this is where we basically start to express our our wants and desires outside of ourselves and we look for validation in the people around us. And if we don't get that validation, then we sometimes will allow that inner archetype to tell us that, see, they say you're not good enough, and then we own it. "Eh, I'm not good enough to do that. And then we let that that purpose work go. So and if it gets all the way down to root chakra, you are amazing because that's Uh, that that means you've just manifested a part of your divine purpose your divine path so that is my recap on the last two weeks we have already come to exactly i believe it is like exactly 12 o'clock so um i am so thankful for letting everybody have me talk that through because it's so nice as a person who lives the experience to be able to then verbalize it and for myself when i verbalize things out loud i i gain more clarity and perspective i get to go higher in my own mountain when i can see how things are aligning and of course when when we verbalize things too it helps us to create the vibration in this physical reality that helps us to manifest that which is moving through us so uh, let's just say i am manifesting this i don't i am i'm staying expansive I'm not going to be a small person. I'm not going to I'm not going to let that inner saboteur take me out of the flow of this uh, expansiveness. So, thank you so much. I'm going to play a song.